0: Hello, Hopeful. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. Here, we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in His world. Welcome. D.L. Moody once said, There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but few of us are willing to do little things. And my friends, that's what we heard about yesterday. In our New Testament reading, men who stepped up, so to speak, to managing food distribution. Was that glorious? Well, probably not. But did it need to be done for God's family? You bet. And one of those men was named Stephen. And his story is a reminder that when you yield yourself to do God's will, you never know what challenges you'll face. And I cannot tell you how glad I am to be with you for another episode of our little bit of journey together through the Bible, reading through every single word of God's revelation of himself, and considering our own stories in light of the big story. Now, no ministry is unimportant for a Christ-like servant. Remember that Jesus said, I am among you as one who serves. That was Luke 22. And in serving tables, the men that we read about yesterday released the apostles for their ministry of prayer and the word, and the result was actually an increase in conversions. Now, people filled with the Holy Spirit see no small jobs or big places. They see only their master and the opportunity to glorify him. Now, importantly, as you're going to hear today in our New Testament segment, one of these behind-the-scenes men, Stephen, Was not only filled with the Holy Spirit, but clearly knew his scripture. Remember, my friends, when you yield yourself to do God's will, you never know what challenges you're going to face. Got a long New Testament segment today and a short Old Testament segment. We pick up in Acts chapter 6 at verse 8. Now, Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from some members of the Freedmen's Synagogue, composed of both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some from Cilicia and Asia, and they began to argue with Stephen. But they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the Spirit, capital S, and the Spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes. So they came, seized him and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also presented false witnesses who said, This man never stops speaking against this holy place and the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Are these things true? The high priest asked. Brothers and fathers, he replied, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he settled in Haran and and said to him, Leave your country and your relatives and come to the land I will show you. Then he left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. From there, after his father died, God had him move to this land in which you are now living. He didn't give him an inheritance in it, not even a foot of ground. But he promised to give it to him as a possession and to his descendants after him, even though he was childless. And God spoke in this way. His descendants would be strangers in a foreign country, and they would enslave and oppress them for 400 years. He said, God said, I will judge the nation that they will serve as slaves. After this, they will come out and worship me in this place. And so he gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. And after this, he fathered Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob became the father of the 12 patriarchs. The patriarchs became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him out of all his troubles. He gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt and over his whole household. Now a famine and great suffering came over all of Egypt and Canaan, and our ancestors could find no food. When Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there the first time, The second time, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Joseph invited his father Jacob, all his relatives, 75 people in all, and Jacob went down to Egypt. He and our ancestors died there, were carried back to Shechem, and were placed in the tomb that Abraham had bought for the sum of silver from the sons of Hamor and Shechem. As the time was approaching to fulfill the promise that God had made to Abraham, The people flourished and multiplied in Egypt until a different king, who didn't know Joseph, ruled over Egypt. He dealt deceitfully with our race and oppressed our ancestors by making them abandon their infants outside so that they wouldn't survive. And at this time, Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight. He was cared for in his father's home for three months. When he was put outside, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and raised him as her own son. So Moses was educated on all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in his speech and actions. And when he was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. When he saw one of them being mistreated, he came to his rescue and avenged the oppressed man by striking down the Egyptian. He assumed... His people would understand that God would give them deliverance through him. But they didn't understand. The next day he showed up while they were fighting and tried to reconcile them peacefully saying, Men, you are brothers. Why are you mistreating each other? But the one who was mistreating his neighbor pushed Moses aside saying, Who appointed you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me the same way you killed the Egyptian yesterday? And when he heard this, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became father of two sons. After forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in the flame of the burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he was approaching to look at it, the voice of the Lord came, saying, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Moses began to tremble and didn't dare to look. And the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, because the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to set them free. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected when they said, Who appointed you ruler and judge? This one God sent him as a ruler and a deliverer through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out and performed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt, at the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. He is the one who was in the assembly in the wilderness, with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai, and with our ancestors. He received living oracles to give to us. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him. Instead, they pushed him aside and in their hearts turned back to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. They even made a calf in those days, offered sacrifice to the idol, and were celebrating what their hands had made. God turned away and gave them up to worship the stars of heaven as it is written in the book of the prophets, House of Israel. Did you bring me offerings and sacrifices for 40 years in the wilderness? You took up the tent of Moloch and the star of your god, Raphan, the images that you made to worship. So, I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our ancestors had the tabernacle of the testimony in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses commanded him to make it according to the pattern he had seen. Our ancestors, in turn, received it, and with Joshua brought it in when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before them until the days of David. He found favor in God's sight and asked what he might that he might provide a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. It was Solomon, rather, who built him a house. But the Most High does not dwell in sanctuaries made with hands, as the prophet says, when he says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What sort of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what will be my resting place? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are always resisting the Holy Spirit. As your ancestors did, you do also. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They even killed those who foretold the coming of the Righteous One, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law under the direction of angels and yet have not kept it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged and gnashed their teeth at him. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. They yelled at the top of their voices, covered their ears, I've never had this image before, but I'm a keeping it real kind of guy. They they yelled at the top of their voices, covered their ears, right? It's kind of like kids going, "No, nah, na 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 I don't hear you. Sorry. That wasn't exactly a theological thought, was it? They yelled at the top of their voices, covered their ears, and together rushed against him. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses... Laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And after saying this, he fell asleep. Now Saul agreed with putting him to death. On that day, a severe persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout the land of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and mourned deeply over him. Saul, however, was ravaging the church, and he would enter house after house, drag off men and women, and put them in prison. And my friends, that gets us from 6 8 to 8 3. But I wanted you to catch that whole story and note that God used this persecution to start the great missionary work of the church, right? Taking his message to different lands and peoples and groups. And by God's design, this difficult time was the beginning of the fulfillment of Jesus' great commission, right? His direct command to take the message to Judah and Samaria and the ends of the earth, which we heard back in Acts chapter 1. Now, notice that the persecution brought out greater boldness in Christ's followers as they preached the word wherever they went. We'll get to that tomorrow. Now, if yesterday, of course, we had a short Old Testament segment so we could get you out of here in our typical 21 minutes, today the tables are reversed. Yesterday we heard of Sarah's death in our Old Testament reading and the amazing story of how God provided a wife for Isaac. And now we come to a brief account that begins to turn the page of a major section or division in Genesis. Today we pick up Genesis chapter 25. Abraham had taken another wife whose name was Keturah, and she bore him Zimram, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shuah. Jokshin fathered Sheba and Dedan. Dedan's sons were Asherim, Letushim, and Lem-Leomim. And Midian's sons were Ephah, Epher, Hanak, Abida, Elda'ah. All these were the sons of Keturah. And Abraham gave everything he owned to Isaac. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of his concubines. And while he was still alive, he sent them eastward, away from his son Isaac, to the land of the east. This is the length of Abraham's days, 175 years. He took his last breath and died at a good old age, old and contented, and he was gathered to his people. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite. This field was the field that Abraham bought from the Hittites, and Abraham was buried there with his wife Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac who lived near Bahir Lahai Roy These are the family records of Abraham's son Ishmael whom Hagar the Egyptian Sarah's slave bore Abraham These are the names of Ishmael's sons their names according to the family records are Nebaioth Ishmael's firstborn then Keder Abdiel Mibsam Mishma Duma Masa Harad Tima, Jetta Nafish and Kedema These are Ishmael's sons and these are their names by their settlements and their encampments 12 leaders of their clans This is the length of Ishmael's life, 137 years. He took his last breath and died, and he was gathered to to his people. And they settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Egypt as you go toward Ashur. He stayed near all his relatives. And that gets us up through. Verse 18, and kind of ends, if you take Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the chapters 12 through 50 in the book of Genesis, that just kind of wraps up the Abraham part of that. And my friends, Abraham's death shows what faith can do for a person, right? When you yield yourself to God's will, you'll never know what challenges you're going to face. But notice that he died in peace. He died full, meaning satisfied. He died in faith, as we read in Hebrews 11. And this is the heritage that Abraham left for his son, Right, A godly example, uh, a tent and altar, other significance we'll get to in chapter 26, and the wonderful promises of God. And these spiritual blessings mean more, mean far more to a son than any material wealth that he might leave him. And given that God's promise to Abraham is an image of the promise to you and me through Jesus, our closing wisdom segment today is a reflection which calls on the redeemed, that's you and me, both then and now, to give thanks to God, our Deliverer, for His faithful love. Psalm 107 Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that He has redeemed them from the power of the foe, and has gathered them from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south, Some wandered in the desolate wilderness, finding no way to a city where they could live. They were hungry and thirsty. Their spirits failed within them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them by the right path to go to a city where they could live. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity, for he has satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things." Others sat in darkness and gloom, prisoners in cruel chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the counsel of the Most High. He broke their spirits with hard labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and gloom and broke their chains apart. Let them "'Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love "'and his wondrous works for all humanity. "'For he has broken down the bronze gates "'and cut through the iron bars. "'Fools suffered affliction "'because of their rebellious ways and their iniquities. "'They loathed all food and came near the gates of death. "'Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. "'He saved them from their distress. "'He sent his word and healed them. "'He rescued them from their traps.' Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. Let them offer thanksgiving sacrifices and announce his works with shouts of joy. Others went in to sea in ships, conducting trade on the vast water. They saw the Lord's works, his wondrous works in the deep. He spoke and raised a stormy wind that stirred up the waves of the sea. Rising up to the sky, sinking down to the depths, their courage, melting away in anguish, they reeled and staggered like a drunkard, and all their skill was useless. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, and the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced when the waves grew quiet, and then he guided them to the harbor they longed for. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. He turns rivers into desert, springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into salty wasteland because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into a pool, dry land into springs. He causes the hungry to settle there, and they establish a city where they can live. They sow fields and plant vineyards that yield a fruitful harvest. He blesses them, and they multiply greatly. He does not let their livestock decrease. When they are diminished and they are humbled by cruel oppression and sorrow, he pours contempt on nobles and makes them wander in trackless wastelands. But he lifts the needy out of their suffering and makes their families multiply like flocks. The upright see it and rejoice, and all injustice shuts its mouth. Let whoever is wise pay attention to these things and consider the Lord's acts of faithful love. And I hope that you heard in there, just like you heard in the life of Stephen. My friends, when you yield yourself to do God's will, you never know what challenges you will face. But may we, like the psalmist said, Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.